The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Linda Addis. Linda is a naturally gifted intuitive and mystic with the gifts of hearing, seeing, feeling, and knowing who has committed her life to being a healer of the heart. She has walked countless individuals through their journeys of healing, trauma, anxiety, and depression from within. She supports her clients and students by connecting with their intuition and the wisdom of their own bodies to remember who they really are underneath all the societal programming, trauma, ancestral wounds. She helps women see the beauty in their humanness and how to become magnets for miracles. Linda, I am absolutely thrilled to be having this conversation with you. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's an honor. I'm super excited. I love conversations about all the things we're going to talk about today. So thank you for having me. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm excited, too. I think we're going to have some uh, a pretty uh, interesting conversation for sure. So to start, I would love for you to uh, tell us about yourself. Mm, I always love that because it's one of those things like when you think about what it is I do, who I am, what I do on this path on this earth right now, I medicine woman, energy mystic. I have a path of service, but I'm also a mom and my wife. I'm a writer, all these things, yoga teacher. So yeah, that's kind of what I do. But I, I'm also just a human having this experience, right? A spiritual being. <laughs> so many layers of it. It's, uh, I feel like every time, even every year, especially being a mother, it's like every year, just like, just with your healing journey, it's like surrendering, surrendering to, and I don't, when it comes to labels, I'm always like, well, no, sometimes I'm a coach. Sometimes I'm just a mom. <laughs> it just depends on what role you're, you're currently, what hat you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, I love that. It's funny because as you were explaining that, you know, I'm, I do all these spiritual things, but then I'm also a mom and I'm living the human experience. So it's a, a such a beautiful blend of not only living your purpose and what your soul feels called to do, but also 
doing the human thing and <laughs> sounds so like technical, but like reproducing <laughs> <laughs> and just having a family, you know, like you're, you're going through those motions like many of us. Yeah. And I think, I think it, that's part of my, or it's been part of my journey and also what I teach in my programs and everything in coaching. It's, it's actually simplicity of life and actually being this human. Like sometimes I think when we get lost in the conscious world, the spiritual world, and that we have to do all these things that we have to eat these things, that it looks one way, but it's so individual and our truth is our truth. And same thing, like who we are, it's like, okay, I am love. I am love, right? I'm grace. But then here on this path, I'm all these other things that I get to be and explore. And it's so fun. Oh, that's that's so wonderful. So you mentioned some of the things that you're doing as far as the spiritual aspect goes. So what does it look like working with you? You probably offer different services. So maybe one of the more popular of the services. What is it like working with you? Yeah. So the most popular is always uh, just working one on one with me. So most of the times we start with a one-hour off session and we go deep. It's like working with me. It's so individual. I always say what to expect. It's like expect transformation and healing, but it's also about how you, what you put in, but the one-off sessions, it's breath work. I also work with plant medicine. So depending on where we're going, who you are, what you need, what you've been through, I weave the, that in too, you know, earth medicine. And then I'm blessed enough to say that most people that do one-on-one session with me once come back. So many people, women mostly, have now been with me for years. So now some of them are taking my apprenticeship nine months program, right? So it's like I've seen this beautiful journey of just women that started their healing journeys with me. And then slowly peeling things off. And now they are standing in their truth and their power. And now they're taking like this program to like really, I'm teaching them pretty much what it is I do. So it depends on where you are on your journey. And that's a beautiful thing. And I really feel like it's always so personal. You know, all my programs, I used to have really set programs because that's what I thought I needed to have. But as I'm moved on in my journey myself, I see that there's not one one frame that's going to fit everyone. That's awesome. So it's almost like you're now actually able to reach more people exponentially because you're teaching others how to do what you do, who are then reaching more people. It's like creating this extension of light and love from you that is just reaching so many so many people that you probably wouldn't have before. So what a beautiful thing to do that and to also cater to these individuals who then have learned that process of catering to whoever that they work with. Now, what kind of people come to see you? What is it that that tends to be going on in their life? And of course, this is at this time, it's always changing. But the people who do come to see you for the services you provide, why have they come to you? Like what's sort of going on in their life or not going on in their life that they want to happen, that they would come to see you? Yeah, I would say the first thing that always it's it's some kind of trauma. It's some kind of trauma that they've been through. It's been trauma in childhood or, you know, to be honest, when I go 
on journeys with people because it's 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 what it's about. You go on a journey, even in a one-off session. We go on a breath work. We go with Reiki energy work, light language, all these things together. We go back to the beginning. So some some people might not know why they come to me, but it's some kind of trauma. But a lot of times it's people that, yeah, even and trauma can look so different. It could be, you know, as a mother giving birth, your body gave birth to this human. That's a trauma to your body, <laughs> which is really, oh, I say that with so much reverence because I don't think it's said enough in society that our bodies go through a lot and some so many things, beautiful things happen, but there's so many shifts. So, and then, um, you know, trauma from relationships, trauma within like feeling not safe within their bodies and lack of money. And it's, it's like that trauma of just like not really feeling safe, like they have enough or you are enough. So it's really about finding your truth. It's funny because people that I worked with the last five years, it's rarely from Instagram or social media. It's always referrals or word of mouth. Uh, when I lived in San Francisco, was, I worked with other therapists and things like that that recommend or different clinics uh, that I met clients through. And I, I have so many people just come and just like a mother can be, oh, well, my, my daughter said that she actually come to you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I always ask them, what's going on? Ask questions. And it's always that one thing. It may be a trauma that you might not even be aware, of, even being born, right? You were born into this world as your first trauma. Yeah. So even sitting with that. Yeah, you're right. There's all different levels of trauma. And I'm learning that we don't compare who's is worse or who's is different or who's is better. Everybody has their own trauma. So yeah, everybody is very much worthy and justified of receiving some sort of aid or help to get them through that, regardless of what it is, even if it was childbirth. Like, yes, many women do it. Yes, many women seemingly survive it unscathed. But if that was traumatic for you, you in general, not you, but you in general as a woman, then that's totally justifiable because that's your truth. Like that's your experience. That's what you're going through. So yeah, right. I think it's also important to know that no matter what that trauma is, don't belittle it and don't compare it because everybody has their own experiences and the, the different ways that they affected by it, I suppose. So no shame. No shame. And I think that's a very, very important thing because a lot of people, when you sit and then when you unpack things you've been through and everything, and then because myself, right, why I do what I do is because of my own trauma, my own story. And even through my unpacking, and I see this with my clients too, I see that, well, well, maybe, I mean, I wasn't sexually abused that way, but I was, you know, it's like, so you do belittle it because you think, but it's like, but it's your experience, right? And that's why I, I believe that through my journey, when I hold space for people, I don't give the trauma the attention. We talk about it, we are there holding space for it, but it's not about giving it more attention. It's rather like bring the healing and, you know, giving tools and doing energy work or whatever comes up for us to move past that and transmute that and make it our medicine, you know, because it's so much from it. But I, I think that's an important part because there's, there is a shame a lot of times because 
you might not even know your trauma, right? You're just like something, I feel stuck in life. I feel so stuck. And that's really a common thing. To, and then we unpack your life and then that little trauma that happened to you in second grade. And then you're, you're like, what? Is that what blocked me the whole, like, and then you, yeah, you, you add shame to it because he's like, is that my thing? It made so much sense for you there in second grade when that happened to you. And then you forgot about it because you put locked it away, right? So, yeah, it's, I think that's an important reminder that trauma looks different and it's there's no competition here of who has the worst. And especially not in my realm, it's like bringing balance to your life and who you are and holding space for that trauma to really be held and nurtured so you can feel safe in your body again to live the life you desire, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And for what your purpose is here for. So I'm curious, is this work that you've always done? Was life always on the spiritual path for you? Or what was it like before? (laughs) That's a great question. I love that. You know, looking back uh, as a child, I... As I believe all children have gifts. Everyone comes into this world and we see all these things, right? And then somebody tells us that we're making it up. It's just an imagination. And then we believe that imagination is something that is not real and all these things. So yes, as a child, I spoke to animals and spirits and all these things. And I remember that. And I remember also being shamed and made wrong for it. I disconnected myself a lot, like many of us do. And I got lost. And I think even from even faith and God and spirit, you know, for a while too. And I had a started with an eating disorder when I was around 17. And from that, like a lot of self-destructive behavior, I traveled and tried to find myself as we all do too. And then I went to college, (laughs) tried to find myself through, you know, studies and studies that I thought I had to do. Right. So I, did communication media because I felt that that was more interesting in some way. And then I worked in marketing a little bit, PR, and then I moved to, I'm from Sweden, born and raised in Sweden in a small town. And I um, moved to San Francisco, America. I moved moved to America 10 years ago because I had a dream. But before that, my life like started the snowball effect, like all these things start happening and it was chaos and I was trying to run away from it. And I had a dream. My intuition told me to come to San Francisco. And I was like, what? I've never even been to San Francisco. I was like, why would I go to San Francisco? But I knew it. I just knew that I have to go. So I sold my apartment. Within three months, I was in San Francisco. And even before that, it's, it's other things happened to me in Sweden that I haven't, you know, it's not, there's a lot of, tra- like I've already unpacked it myself, but I haven't shared publicly, but it, the part of my trauma that I always share started when I came to San Francisco and it kind of, again, the snowball thing kept going. It was all these things, but it's when you run away from your trauma, when you run away from everything, it's going to catch you kind of. So I got into a relationship that ended up being, abusive and toxic and all these things. And I lived in not a very, I lived in a neighborhood that I didn't really feel safe. There was a lot of violence, a lot of things going on in the neighborhood. One day, even there was a murderer in the building that I lived in. Like, oh my gosh. 
Yeah, it was literally, he was stabbed 80 times. And that was, I remember oh in that moment, because that was, uh, it's a really pivotal moment for me, because I remember at this time, I, my faith was still like, I knew, I always believed that I still kind of, I saw things, but I just like, eh. and I knew that uh, this is just, and it was a really dark time in my relationship. And I remember there, he was, somebody was being chased outside in the lobby and they actually that's also part, you know, it's like they tried to get in. The guy, I think they were chasing, tried to get in there, like in the apartment that I lived in. And we locked the door, right? And I locked myself in my bathroom. And this tiny, <laughs> this apartment was also like not, I remember just, I was sitting there and praying and just like, how did I end up here? Like, how did I end up? Like, I, I was just like, I come from the safe little countryside in Sweden. And, you know, I, how did I end up here? What did I do? And I was so, I felt, I felt like I sitting in my darkness and not, and not just my darkness and like the darkness of San Francisco, I, like all these things. And I closed my eyes and I prayed so hard. I think that looking back, it was almost like a, almost like a trance that I all of a sudden felt like this light hitting me. And <laughs> I remember going to bed and then that night I had all these crazy dreams and it was a bunch of steps that I needed to take and books that I need to go back to read and like everything. And it was really reconnecting because my mom, I mean, I would, she would never call herself, but she was really like a medicine woman growing up. She was like all the stuff, you know, so I was going back to that. I was going back to some of, I read the secret like a few years earlier and I was like going back to that. And that night it was just like, at that point in my life, I was told like by spirit to so stop eating meat and really just con connecting to my own energy and cutting everything out. And, and I was told that within a week, your life would change. So I woke up and I found out that, you know, sadly this man had been stabbed and that was also something to process. Cause I remember, wow, he's, I think he was trying to get into our apartment. Like that was also like felt guilt over that, you know, but it was a drug cartel there and like all those things. So it, you know, um, but my life did change that week later. And I remember also feeling like I got myself here. I didn't listen to this. I, I kept going. I, all the red flags, all the avoiding, all the turning back. You know, I was partying. I was numbing. It wasn't my relationship's fault either because I've also forgiven him. Like, I love him. He had his own darkness and stuff that became chaos in my life. I know that that was his trauma and his darkness. But in this, in this moment in my time, in my life, it was like our darkness has collided. It was so chaotic <laughs> that it literally, it was like my life living it. From that moment on, I, that was uh, what, like nine years ago. I think that was around nine years ago-ish that I started, you know, studying, diving into these studies. But I was still working in the corporate, in corporate America. I was working in... Uh, for a real estate investment company in San Francisco. But I was just like, kept, I went deep in my own healing journey, first of all. So for me, like I started studying, but meant like, whoa, you know, I was, and took me deep on my own and seeing my own, whew, my own shadows, seeing everything, seeing my pardons, just healing through also like abuse and sexual trauma and all these things that that have happened and I've been through.
And it was a leap of just like surrendering and trusting spirit with all my heart. I felt like that moment in the bathroom, I was like, it was felt like the light that came into me was like my, my heart opening. And after that, I started meeting these incredible humans and I started asking for help, you know, now I'm also, you know, manifesting my dream home more. And we, we live in Austin now. I have a beautiful husband who is like... <sighs> an amazing human being supporting me in my dreams. He doesn't always understand it, but he's like, you are love, <laughs> you spread love, whatever you do, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, I have, a, I have a child and even becoming a mother. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.